Well, today, we're on our mission vision. Our mission, hope for the city, hope for the world. Everybody say it. Well, that last part is a little weak. Come on now. I'll say it with, say it with me. Hope for the city, hope for the world. Amen. That's what we want. Hope for the city, for right here in Corona. Amen. To the ends of the earth, to our orphans in China, to our church. I mean, our orphans in um, Uganda. I'm thinking of China. Got China on the brain. Our friends in China. They're they're texting me every week. When are you coming? When are you coming? You know. And um, but we got to hope for the world. And then our vision: changing lives by expressing God's forgiveness and love. You got to forgive, amen. And so we've we've talked about exalt, we've talked about encourage. We're on empower right now, and last week we that's where we got stuck on was empower, and today we're going to go into model. So if you'll stand with me for the reading of the word out of Philippians chapter three, verses twelve through sixteen, pressing toward the goal. Not that I've already attained or am already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do. Forgetting those, oh, I forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, let us, as many as are mature, have this mind. And if in anything you think otherwise, God will reveal even this to you. Nevertheless, to the degree that we've already attained, let us walk by the same rule. Let us be of the same mind. And dear Heavenly Father, as we go into your word today, I pray that the mind of Christ would be so alive in each one of us. Father God, that we might not be distracted and deterred by what the world's throwing at us. Lord, but Lord, we'd stay the course with what you have planned for us, Father God. That Lord, that we would attain salvation in Christ Jesus. We would attain heaven when it's time. And Lord, that you would rule and reign in our lives. I pray that you empower us today by the Holy Spirit. Give us wisdom from your word today, and we give you praise in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. amen. You may be seated. The word today is model. Everybody say model. You know, people will tend, tend to catch what they see, not just what they hear. Amen. They, you know, because they'll hear it, but if they see it and hear, they say if they hear it, they might catch 10%. But if they see it and they hear it, they might catch 70%. So to, in order to bring the gospel out there, people need to see it because we are modeling it. Amen. We're modeling the kingdom of God. And so I want to ask you a question. Does what you say to people line up with the way you live? Because we can't live a double life, amen? The way we live has to line up with what we say. You know, when I think of models, I think of, uh, you know, um, people on a runway, you know, walking out modeling clothes and everything, you know. And, you know, sometimes, you know, a video pops up on the feed and, it, and it's, it's models, but they, they, they wear these big heels, you know. And 
they, they say if you laugh at this, you're, you're mean, you know. So I'm mean because I laugh. You know, because when the model's on the runway and they have these big heels, you see them, their ankles start, they start wobbling and everything. And pretty soon they're like this and then they're falling down, you know. And, and then I watched one video, the lady fell down four times. I'm like, oh my gosh, just crawl, you know. <laughs> And then, a, then another lady, she, she went, and there was water, you know, there was like a moat around the stage. She took a stage dive, went right in the water. Because, you know, when you're wobbling like that, they can't walk on them heels. And I mean, it, some of them, you think, oh, my gosh, they broke their ankle or something, you know. Because it's, it's, but it's funny to watch, you know. When people fall, I don't know why, unless it's a senior, it's funny. You know what I mean? You know, it, it you, People go flying, and you're like, oh, boy. And you laugh, and, and, but you, you make sure they're okay, and then you laugh, you know. <clears throat> the other day, Delonda was screaming, run, run, run. And I'm like, what in the world? And I go running, and, and she's, she's been making a greens drink, you know. And she took the lid off, and she, um, before she poured it, she was wiping up the counter. But when she was wiping up the counter, she, she hit the on button. And it. It was on St. Patrick's Day when I went in there. Don't tell her I told you this. She's not feeling good today. I hope she's not watching. She watching? <laughs> it was St. Patrick's Day. And I went around the corner after she screamed Ron four times. And I went running. And she was green from the top of her head on down. It's like, honey, it's St. Patrick's Day. You didn't have to put all that green on today, you know? But it's just funny when things happen, when people stumble, when, when they fall, you know. But David, King David, he, he had people that would make fun of him too. He would, when he was going through things, people would have a party at his expense. And he would just complain to God about them, you know. Um, and, and he said, God, do something. You know, they're winking, they're rolling their eyes at me, you know. They're making fun of him. And David just didn't like it. You know, that was one of our daily Bible readings in the last week. You know, when he talked about how he talked about good, being good. And he said, you know, sometimes people are having a good party at my expense and I don't like it. You know, and, and you know, sometimes we go through things and, and people stand back and they laugh at us and they make fun of us. And you know what? I th was thinking of Job this morning and I think about what Job went through. I mean, he lost all his kids. He lost all his donkeys, he lost all his camels, he lost all his livestock in one day. His, his things fell down, he was toast. One day. Then he had his friends come and his friends just bagged on him. One after another after another. So, you know, but, but Job stayed the course. Job didn't give in. But the point, point I want to make to start is that not everybody wants you to succeed. You know, when, when you're trying to model Christ, bless you, when you're trying to model Christ, people outside the church don't mind if you fail. It makes them feel better about themselves. See, because when you're modeling Christ, they think of you as some, that you think you're some high, holy rolling saint, way better than them because you're not doing the evil that they're doing. You're not giving in to the sin of the world. You're staying the course with Jesus. And so when you stay the course with Jesus and you're modeling Christ in your life, 
It will convict people around you. It will make people mad and it'll make them not want you to succeed. You know, and so you have to not worry about other people if you're going to be a good model. Amen. If you're going to be a Christ model, you can't worry about what people think about. You can't worry about fitting into this life. Because if you fit into this life, you're not going to model Christ. If you fit into the world, see, because the word of God declares you're in the world, but not of the world. You don't want to fit in. You don't want to be like everybody else. You want to be like Jesus, amen? That's what you want to shine. Now, Paul, in his walk, he wasn't perfect. And he admits, I'm not perfect. But he never gave up. He pressed on. Key word being pressed. Everybody say pressed. In this life, it's important to keep pressing into the Lord. It's not the time right now to kick back. It's not the time to relax. It's not the time to say, well, I'm just going to stay home. I'm going to... You know, I'm just going to relax. You know, sometimes I just want to be alone. Sometimes I just want to go out and not talk to anybody. Sometimes I just want, but it never fails everywhere I go that somebody wants to talk. I'm like, ah, I went fishing yesterday. I thought everybody was leaving, but no, people came and they, a lot of visitors just wanted to talk, you know, and so it, you, at some point, you got to start revealing Jesus, amen? you got to start revealing Christ because that's what you're called to do. It's not the time to relax. It's time to lay hold, lay hold, everybody say lay hold, of that which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of you for, amen? He's laid hold of you for a reason, not so that we could just float along in this life and go to heaven one day. No, you have purpose, amen? And the first purpose you have is you need to press, Everybody say press. Being a good model at home in the community, it's a key to people believing the message that you carry. They might not like it because they're not doing it, but that's not your fault. Amen? That's not your problem. You're to carry the message and you're to model it. You're to let Jesus shine. We used to sing a song that said, shine, Jesus, shine. Amen. And that's what we need to do. We need to, you know, they're over here singing it now. (laughs) We need to shine. Amen. Shine with Jesus. So in in order to, to press in the way that we need to, we need each other. We do. We need each other. When, When you go to the gym and you're trying to lift a heavy weight, you're trying to press, you know, some great weight. You need somebody there to, you know, I mean, when I went to Corona High School and we were doing weightlifting for football, man, and and when we were working out, somebody would be there, you can do it, you can do it. Come on, one more, one more. And you needed that, you'd always struggle and you'd get that one more, you know. We need coaching, we need encouragement, amen. That's why encouragement is part of our mission. We need encouraging, we need each other. And uh, we need to encourage each other to press through through victory. You may be in a battle right now, but I know that God's got you, amen? If you're falling into him, if you're pressing into him, if you're not pressing into him, that, that's on you. But I know that God is here for us, amen? God wants your life. He desires it. 
When, like I said, when David said, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff comfort me. God is here. When we press into God, God will correct you with that staff. Amen. He'll, he'll give you direction with that staff. Amen. But we just got to keep moving because we all are going through this life. And in this life, there's trials, there's tribulations. But don't allow yourself to get stuck in a certain place because of an adverse situation. You've got to keep moving. You've got to keep pressing. Amen? Keep pressing. Uh, one of the best ways to press forward is to let go of the things which are behind. You've got to let it go. Whatever it is that, that you've been carrying, whatever it is, you've got to let it go. One, um, we were praying on Wednesday, and the Lord told me that he would take whatever we were willing to let go. That's what he told me on Wednesday night. And I literally saw trains being broken, but people holding on to the chain. You see, God will take it if you let him. He'll throw it back where it came from. But you gotta be willing to let it go. You gotta be willing to press into the Lord so that you can, you know, he'll, I just, you know, I, I think of it like a, a bungee cord being attached to our backs and that every time we stretch forward, it feels like, all right, I'm going to press, I'm going to press, I'm going to press. And then something happens and you, you let up and that bungee cord pulls you back. You know, well, we need to cut the cord, amen, so that we can move forward and keep pressing so that we don't get pulled back to where we were and, and feel like we have to start over again. How many of you ever feel like, oh, I got to start over today. You don't have to raise your hand, but it happens. You know, we feel, you know, we're going forward and it's like something happens and, you know, we act out, and uh, Yolanda would say we let Jack out of the box, and uh, we're like, oh, I got to start over again. But past chains hold us back from what God has for us, and we've got to be able to let them go. So, so what are you going to model? Are you going to soar to new heights this year, or are you going to be held back by what's happened in your life? things that you can't change. How many of you can change your past? We can't. We just have to let it go. We gotta have to say, whoop, chop that thing off and say, Lord, here we go again. Learn from it and move on, amen? Learn from your past and keep going. But the enemy of your soul will keep bringing it up. He'll keep trying to remind you of what you did and who you were. And that's where you gotta trust God to say, that's not me anymore. That's not me anymore. I'm not that person. I remember one time, you know, having a conversation with somebody and, and, and they got mad at me. And they said, what makes you think you're so right? I said, Jesus. That's all, just Jesus. You know, when you're sharing the kingdom of God, it's just Jesus, Amen. It's the love of God. And the enemy of your soul wants to remind you of your past so that you don't feel like you have the right to share Jesus. Now, if you're, how do I say this? If you're still living in your past and still doing the things you did in your past before you came to Jesus, if there's been no transformation, you, you're going to have a problem. See, because when we come to Jesus, there should be transformation. Thank you for that one amen, Mark. 
<laughs> Some more back over there. When you come to Jesus, there should be transformation. Amen. Amen. There should be a change. You know, that you're not the same person that you were, that God has done a work in you and you're different now. Amen. That you've changed, that people go, wow, you used to be so blah, 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 blah. And you're like, yeah, and you know, I met Jesus and it changed my life. There's your answer. I met Jesus. But if you're still living the way you were when you met Jesus, then you need to come back and meet him again, amen? Because the enemy of your soul still has an air, a hold on that area of your life that you got to cut that tie to, amen? You know, because when we come to the Lord, God says he'll rebuke the devourer for us when we give tithes and offerings. Why do you think tithing is so important? God will rebuke the devourer for you, amen? He will fight. You know, God doesn't want you to, you don't have to fight the devil. You don't. Isaiah 61, it says, put on the garment of praise and he'll, he'll defeat the spirit of heaviness. So he'll defeat heaviness, depression, anything that comes along with it because it's a spiritual attack. But, you know, we, we, we take medicine for it, but when God wants us to praise him more, we take medicine for it, but God wants us to praise him more. We take medicine for it, but God wants us to praise him more. I don't know that you're getting it yet. Listen, God does not want us to be depressed and walk around in heaviness because it's an attack of the devil. It's very clear in the word of God. It's a spirit. Medicine's not what's going to cure. Medicine will make you catatonic. Medicine will put you in a place that, that you're, you're okay with that spirit being there. See, but when you're not on medication, when you're walking in the spirit, you're not going to tolerate that thing hanging around. Now, you may not like that preaching, but that's the word of God. And I told you, you come here, you're going to get the word. I'm not here to make you feel good about yourself. I'm here to bring Jesus to you. I put on the garment of praise. I have to praise the Lord all the time. I got to get up. I got to praise him. I got to put on some music. I got to put on headphones. Whatever I got to do, I got to praise the Lord. Amen. So I don't get depressed, so I don't get heavy, so nothing. So I don't let that enemy in on me. I don't want depression. I don't want, that's nothing I've ever battled. Because I, listen, when I partied out in the world, I partied hardy. But when I came to Jesus, I party hardier. Amen. Because <laughs> Amen. It, it, it's all about Jesus. So when you put on that garment of praise, you feel light as a feather. So God will fight that spirit. So the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy, John 10, 10. Jesus says, I came to give you life, life more abundantly. Amen? That's what he says. That's what Jesus said. It's in red. He tells us in Malachi, when you bring your tithes to the storehouse, that the Lord, everybody say the Lord, will fight your battle. He will fight your battle. He'll rebuke the devourer. He'll rebuke the devourer off of your health, off of your finance. Listen, don't put God in a box. 
I think he's going to rebuke whatever I'm going through because <laughs> I'm a tither, so I'm going to tithe, and so he's got to fight that battle for me. See, but I gotta, what I have to stay focused on is Jesus. See, but what the enemy's doing right now is he's throwing all these things at. I don't know if you watch the news. I try not to watch it too much, but I see things coming across, and I see these things like about the alien invasion on Thursday that was supposed to happen. And, and you know what it makes me think of? What are they doing right now that they're trying to distract me? They're trying me to get away, get me from looking at this so that I'll look at this. See, because the, the, the government's doing something crazy over here, but they want you to look over here at an alien spaceship waiting for it to come, waiting for that invasion. Why would it be on the news? But when God says he'll rebuke the devourer, that's what he'll do. Amen? And that's where we got to stand. And that's where we have to trust. And then he says, he says that if we don't forgive, if in Matthew 18, if you don't forgive, you'll be turned over to the tormentors. So how do you stop from being tormented? It's not a trick question. How do you stop from being tormented? Forgive. Forgive. So when you have, when you have unforgiveness in your heart and, and, and you feel like, man, just everything goes wrong. I feel like the enemy's always attacking me. Of course he is. Because you open the door, you say, come in. Here I am. Go ahead. But when you close the door by forgiving, see, you close the door to the enemy by forgiving so that you take away his right to beat you up. Sounds great, doesn't it? And then, and then listen, the love of God. How many of you love Jesus today? How many ha have you received his love to where his love just settles in you? You see, because his love, his perfect love casts out all fear. Because fear is what? It's a spirit. Second Timothy chapter one, verse seven. God has not given you a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. See, so fear is a spirit. So when we can't receive that love of God, and that love of God is Jesus, when we can't receive Jesus, we open the door up to fear. And when we walk in that fear, it says, first John chapter four, verse 18, that fear, fear leads to torment. So that when we walk in fear, we are tormented. So what is the newswire trying to do right now? It's trying to bring fear upon the people so that we are tormented. See, so, but when we say, I'm not going there, I'm staying away from that, we're closing the door on fear, we save ourselves from being tormented. See, so I just need to focus on Jesus so that I do not give the enemy any ground to come against me, amen? And God says, like I said, that he will fight for me. He will fight for me. You know, I, I'm a, I do warfare prayer, but I would rather spend my time praising God than warring against the devil. I'd rather have God war against the devil, amen? 
I'd rather give my way out of it. I'd rather praise my way out of it, amen? I'd rather forgive my way out of it instead of, having, instead of fighting the devil because the devil wants your attention. And sometimes we need to get around the children, our kids, and we just need to praise God for them. You know, instead of telling them, well, you're just a drug addict, you're never gonna amount to anything, you know? Just tell them what God says. God says you're saved. God says that me and my whole household is gonna be saved. I'm so glad, I'm so excited for that day. I'm so excited that you're saved. I'm so excited you're saved. Start declaring that instead of what you see, amen? Start declaring the word of God. I'm so glad that God's got you. I'm so glad that one day we're gonna rejoice in heaven. We're gonna be so happy in heaven together. And they'll look at you like you are crazy. And it's okay to be crazy for Jesus. Can I hear an amen? It's okay. Because you're professing the word over them. So you don't have to fight. But I'm going to press. And something's going to happen. Amen? But you got, you got to keep moving forward. Because the enemy, he really likes to play on your emotions. How many of you are emotional? You are all emotional. What are you talking about? And you know, the, the enemy comes against our emotions because we don't always know how to deal with our emotions. Especially us guys. We don't, we don't know how to handle emotions. We're like, what, what? You know, I'm not, cry, I'm not crying. I'm not crying. <laughs> you know, we don't know how to handle our emotions. So we just tend to roll with it. Listen, stop rolling with it and start dealing with it. Your emotions. Stop saying, well, that's just who I am. That's the way God created me. No, that's the way your parents created you. Or your grandparents. Get fixed. Cut the tie to your past that has captured you from your future with God, amen? And get on with what God has created you for. If your emotions are, are holding you back, you gotta get them in line. Well, how do you do that? Take them to God. Come to God. God, I'm an angry person. God, I'm a crying person. God, I'm wounded. God, I'm hurt. God, I'm, I'm telling because you know what? He already knows. He, he's already got it. He's like, he knows you. So you, you, we got to take it to God so that we can cut that tie with our past and move forward. Amen. I don't care how old you are. I don't care if you're 60, 70, 80 years old. And there's something that happened a long time ago that's really held you back. Let it go today. Let it go. Get on with what God created you for. It's not too late. It's not too late. In order to be a great model of Jesus, we need to keep moving forward with him. Amen. Cutting the ties with the past and moving into what he has declared and created you for. Stop using the excuse that you don't have purpose. You all have purpose. Every single person in here has a godly purpose. Everybody in here has a purpose. And when you choose to model Christ, that's your number one purpose. That's number one. 
Because when you choose to model Christ, you're going to love people. He's going to flow out of you. You're going to share the love of God with people. And people will see it, and then they'll follow your lead. Because God has made you all leaders. You're not the mission field. You're the missionary. Amen. When you said, I do to the Lord, you became a missionary. And you don't have to go to places that I go to. You just got to walk across the room sometimes. Walk across the street. You're created for purpose. And God is saying to us to live a life worthy to be followed. He challenges us again in that passage. He says, press in, press in. When we're in trials, it's hard to press forward with Jesus. I know, unless you know what he thinks of you. Unless you know how much he loves you. When you get that, it's easy to press into him because it's like, he's our hiding place. He's our safe refuge, amen? That's where we just run to him and we just press into him. Continue to press and grow in Christ, amen? Read your word every day. Pray every day. Worship every day. Let go of things you can't change. It's just, I mean, they're dead. You know, some of those things you're holding are dead. Those people are dead. There's nothing you can do to fix it. They're dead. They're gone. Just let it go. You know, if your mom and dad hurt you, if they said mean things, get up, dust yourself off, and let's go forward. You can't fix it. If your mom and dad are still alive, you can go and tell them, hey, you said mean things to me when I was a kid, and it's destroyed me. You can tell them. They might laugh at you. They might be sorry. They might not even know they did it. But move forward. Be someone that people can imitate. And when they imitate you, they find Jesus. Amen. They look at you and they find Jesus. That when they, they're following you, they find Jesus. They're like, wow, look at Renee. Makes me want to follow God. Be that person. And then, like I said earlier, forgive quickly. Forgive quickly. Don't allow bitterness to, to build up in you, amen? Forgive quickly. Remember that you're filled with the Holy Spirit and you're empowered to be a witness, to be a witness. You can't deny that. You read Acts 1, hey, you're filled with the Spirit to be a witness. Now let's go forth and model it, amen? As a good model, God will use you to equip others. That's next in the line. He goes, model, equip. God will use you to equip others, amen? Romans 1.11, it says, Paul wrote this, he said, I long to see you that I may impart to you some spiritual gifts so that you may be established. And that's what we should want to do. That's what we should desire to do is that we, we desire to be with people so we can help them, to help them move forward in God, amen? That we can um, help them to find that gift that God has put in. You know, we need to equip people for that. 
And in Ephesians 4, 11 and 12, he says, and he, gave, he himself gave some to be apostles, prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, some teachers for the equipping of the saints. Everybody say saints. saints. Who are the saints? For the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. So you come to church to be equipped. Amen. To, to be filled, to get direction on what to do. And Paul's heart, he, he just... He just wanted to impart spiritual gifts to people for the edifying of the, of the church, amen? God's heart was to equip believers. And, you know, that's why we have the fivefold ministry, pastor, apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teachers. The idea is that they model the kingdom of God and they teach you to do it too. They equip you to do it too. I should be equipping you to do it too, amen? How, how can you be equipped here at New Herp? New Hope, New Herp. New hope. A lot of R's in power. New hope. Sunday service is an empowering time. Wednesday night Bible studies for young adults at 6 o'clock and youth at 5.30 they meet. Come on out to those Bibles. Come to, to our, our um, prayer time on Wednesday nights. Worship time. Pressing into God. Amen. Press. Everybody say Press. Join a, a small group, a Friday small group, amen? Get into small group. We, we have them on our website. Just find one and go to it, amen? Call them and get directions. We do special events. We had that worship and prayer conference last month on a Sunday. We did it. Not very many of you came. We even fed free lunch. And it was a good lunch, but still not many of you came to be equipped, amen? You don't want to say amen to that because you're like, yeah, I didn't come. <laughs> We bring in guest speakers to help you. We, we, we model for you. So you can only learn from what you invest in. Like you come to our Bible school, you invest in that. You're going to learn, amen? You come on Wednesdays, you're going you're to learn how to corporate pray. You're going to learn how to press into God. You're going to learn how to worship. It's, it's going to be intense for you. But it's up to you how... How much you want to press? I, I like to press in alone, but I love to press in corporately. I love it when we're together. I love the. I love that. I mean, the first time I heard that, I'm like, who did that? Why not? We should all be going. I heard one amen. All right. <laughs> Get ready. Get ready. Start pressing. Start pressing. It's time to press. We, we, we're giving you opportunity to be equipped to press on Wednesday nights. And it's it's special. Elvia brings people that have cancer and they all go into remission, right? They all go into remission. Everybody has, right? Everyone has that she's brought to prayer has gone into remission from cancer. So you, you need to come invest in yourself. Amen. You know, when you start a new job and you go through training, 
They pay you minimal when you're going through training. My grandson got a new job. He works at Cracker Barrel. For those of you that like Cracker Barrel, he works at Cracker Barrel in Louisville, Kentucky. And he's the host. But he had to be trained, and they paid him minimum wage when he was getting trained. Minimum wage there is like eight seventy-five. It's not fifteen or sixteen dollars an hour that it is here. So he got paid minimum wage. But once he did the training, you know, because they invest in a person, and once they did the training, you know, he has these skills now, and then he got a raise, and he's thriving. And my daughter went there for dinner the other night, and they said. She said, four people came up and told us we have the greatest son, that he is just so awesome, he's so kind, and, and, he, does, and he works real hard. I mean, she was really blessed. She, she had to call me right away. Dad, you're not going to believe what they said, you know. But see, it's the same thing in the kingdom. If you don't come to get trained or to come and see, it's hard to be a good model. You'll just keep going the way you are. And the enemy will convince you it's okay. It's hard to be a good witness. We're not looking to get, you know, more money out of you to come by coming to more services. Matter of fact, this is the only time we receive an offering. And I'm not up here begging you to give. I didn't close the doors. I didn't lock the doors and said, there wasn't enough envelopes in there. We're going to do it again. I didn't do that, okay? Because you give us what God tells you to do, amen? So we're, we're not having more meetings to, to um, get money out of you. We're, we're doing it so you can be equipped. When we do a conference like that, I mean, on a Sunday, we figure we'll do it on a Sunday. It's, it's the best way to do it because they don't have to go home. We'll feed them. We'll feed them a really good lunch, you know, and they'll be blessed by that. We'll bring in guest speakers so they don't have to listen to me every time. You know, we just, we just thought, you got to want it, though. Scripture tells me I'm to train you for the work of the ministry. I'm to equip you for the ministry. How many of you, you know, I, I remember just growing up in the church and everything, you know, and and people would ask me, you know, are you going to go into full-time ministry? I'm in full-time ministry. Yeah, but you have a job. Yeah, but I'm a minister everywhere I go. I'm in full-time ministry. You may not know it, but you're a full-time minister. Unless you're a part-time minister. I mean, unless you only show it here and not out there. You know what I mean? Unless you're not modeling it out there. You know, it's really easy to model in here because you, know, you look at everybody, you smile, and you say, hey, how you doing? I'm good. When inside, you're dying on the vine. But you don't want anybody to know. Scripture says, I'm to train you for the work of the ministry. You are ministers. So now... I charge you to go and equip somebody else. Mark 16, 15 through 18, it says this. And he said to them, he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. 
I don't think he meant your dogs. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. These signs will follow those that, who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents, and if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. This is the plan. This is your purpose. This is what God has called you to. It's not to just show up on a Sunday to say, hey, wow, that was great. Good word, Pastor. No. It's so that you have that confidence. You're equipped to go out and do it. One person at a time. Just think about last year. How many people did you win to Jesus? How many people did you win to Jesus? Let's build on that number this year. If it was zero, it should be really easy to get one. Don't think about that you got a witness to 100 people. Think about the one. Start praying for that one. Start believing for that one. Start asking God for the words for that one. And get them. And equip them. Help them to overcome. Be a good model for them. Amen? That's what God has. That's our mission and our vision. These are our core values for this church. I love to do crusades. I do crusades everywhere I go around the world. But I don't think we should have to do them right here in our parking lot. That's not what God has called us to do here. He's called you to go and get the people. You to bring them in. You to tag them, pray for them, and win them. Amen? You to baptize them. Just call Dwayne. He's got a pool. I mean, we have a baptismal here, but what I'm getting at is you don't have to bring them to the church to get them baptized. You can call me and say, hey, I baptized somebody. I need a certificate. I'll give you a certificate for them. Because I don't see that it says that, that, that the pastor has to baptize. I see that it says Dwayne has the pool, Dwayne should baptize. He should win them, he should baptize them, amen. He should disciple them, he should train them up. He should equip them. Greg, you got a pool too, I think I've seen pictures of. Never been there. <laughs> you should baptize. Why not? Get equipped. Invest in who you are this year in the kingdom of God, amen? And press like you've never pressed before. Let's pray. Praise you, Jesus. Maybe you're here today and you say, Pastor Ron, I just need to, to get back with Jesus, or I need to get with Jesus. I need to surrender my life to him today if that's you today just raise your hand wave at me i'm going to pray for you 
Anybody here, you need to make that commitment. Okay, and everybody here, I'm going to believe is saved. But maybe everybody here, you need to press. You need to press a little bit more so that you can win some. If you're you're here today and you say, Pastor, I just need to press. I want you to stand to your feet today. Just stand up. Let's let's press together today. You want to press. You're saying, I need to press. I need to press. Praise you, Father. Lord, you see these men and women of God. Lord, we're here standing before you because we need you. We need empowering today, God. We need that push. Lord, as we press, we need you. Lord, and I pray today, Lord, for every person that's standing up, God, that, Lord, they literally will begin to press into you like never before. God, that they would desire and hunger and thirst for your word and for prayer and for worship, God. Lord, they'd forgive quickly, God. They'd begin to move in the things that we've talked about today, God. They would be that model, Father God, of the kingdom of God. Lord, help us all to press into you, Lord to press into you, God, to come closer to you. Father, I pray that today every one of us would hear your voice clearly. Give us ears to hear what the Spirit is saying so that we can do it, God, what you're saying. Let us hear so clearly that we're walking in the spirit. I pray, Lord, the Holy Spirit, just empower every person to hear today, God, that you heal spiritual deafness today. Let it come, Lord, yeah, let it come. Just touch everybody here today, God, with a hearing ear, a hearing ear, Father. Let us hear so clearly, God, that we're able to do more than we've ever done before to win souls, God, to win souls. Let us win souls. Let every person here go out as a minister of Jesus Christ, ready to share the love of God with people. Let it flow from us. Let it flow through us, God. Father God, that we would reach one. And I pray right now, Holy Spirit, that you begin to show each person who that person is. Who do we need to win? Father, let your hand be upon us. Empower us today, Lord. By your Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. You may be seated for a few minutes.